Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc, and the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Hello, everyone. Hello. We are uh, filming live right now. Well, we're not filming live right we're now. We're filming our voices. Yes. Uh, from Atlanta. Yes. We forgot where we were for one minute. Yes. So we are not in the studio like we usually are, which means that we are going to be relying on a live episode this week. That's right. So we're on tour and we just went to New Orleans last night, which was a hoot and a half. And we had a lot of ghostly experiences that you'll be hearing about next week, probably. But uh, yeah, so we weren't able to record a full episode, but we have a super fun one for you. It's the Pittsburgh show from the spring, from I think May. Yes. And it was one of our first shows we did, I think. It was... No, it was one of the last because it was after Ohio. Oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> we did Philly early. Oh, that's the one I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Pittsburgh was super, it was one of my favorites to the point where Eva was like, I don't think we got the audio recorded. And I was like, please just harass these people until we get the audio because I just had so much fun at that show. Like, it was one of those shows where I, I think laughed the hardest on stage ever so it's a really fun show you guys should listen to it um Eva wanted us to let you know that the beginning did cut out and that's unfortunate it might be Eva doing it because of my stupid (laughs) stupid prank that I pulled where 
I wore a Steelers jersey and then I threw it on the ground and I had a Bengals jersey underneath. So great. It's probably best for the world that that's deleted. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I was also a spectator of the scenario. And was like, you will be shanked and I will know, not know what to do to stop it. So it was a super fun time. We had a blast and we are going to play that for you. Yay. Um, Enjoy our Pittsburgh show. Okay, well, we're still in Christine's hotel room, and we decided we wanted to tell you about our ghostly experience now, after all, because <laughs> we can't stop talking about it. I mean, I just because we're not going to be, re, you know, recording an actual episode for you, we thought we could at least tease you with one of the ghost experiences that's already happened in the last 24 hours. And we had a lot, and they were actually quite horrific, and... As I was saying to Em and Eva, these things don't usually happen to me. I usually am on the periphery or, like, hearing about them through Em. But I was right in the middle of it, so that was super. Um, New Orleans is hella haunted. And we were also in the Bourbon Orleans Hotel, which apparently is the most haunted hotel in all of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah or, or was it, was that your one that you covered in the... No. Oh. So, well, it was pretty fucking haunted, <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, we definitely experienced some stuff even the lobby has like giant plaques on like well there's nun ghosts and soldier ghosts and children ghosts from yellow fever on all the different floors em and i were on the most haunted floor so that's always good super duper and we got to experience some of the children ghosts yeah so uh essentially what happened was we had well we had brought an emf reader and a spirit box so maybe this is all our fault we did we did ask for it a little bit. A little bit. A little tiny bit. Um, but we were hanging out, and I was getting spooked because I kept hearing knocking on my door, and I kept, like, leaning over, and it was definitely coming from my door, but I would look out the people, and no one was there. And at first I thought Em was just screwing with me. I do have a history of, yeah. of knocking on Christine's <laughs> door and pretending a ghost knocked on the door. It's like, yeah, the Em who cried ghost. Yeah. And, um, and so I kept checking, and then finally I called Em, like, stop doing that. And Em was like, I'm on the toilet. Please leave me alone. And I was That's like, exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, never mind, I guess. So Em, I triple locked my door, and then Em came over and was like, what's going on? Well, also you heard someone say hello. Oh, yeah. So as Em was coming over, I heard someone shouting, like, hello, from the hallway. And I was like, that does not sound like Em. I should have yelled fresh, as Eva pointed out <laughs> later. Maybe that would have uh, calmed the spirits. Yeah, they were just they just wanted our promo code. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, and so I kept hearing, like, hello. And then I opened the door, and I was like, Em, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, are you playing, like, a like an app on your phone to, to mess with me, to scare me, like there are voices outside my door? No, also there was nobody there, so I don't know what was going on. So we locked the door, Em came in, and... Uh, and then we were... Talking about how there were maybe ghosts, and then I had to pee. So oh, yeah. then, before I went into the bathroom, I was telling Christine that when I was a little kid, my mom used to make me sing when we were in public stalls. Once I was old enough to use my own stall, but she was afraid I might wander off without her if I <laughs> finished before her. And so, think of like Boo from Monsters yeah. Inc. singing in the bathroom is what my mom used to hear. It's so cute. And so. Uh, Christine made a joke about like, oh, well, while you're in there, if I don't hear you singing, I'm going to call the police or something. I was like, if I, if you stop singing, I'm going to call 911, you know, as a joke. And so I went to the bathroom and I was not singing. And out of nowhere in the hotel room, the, your iPad just started blaring well, music. Well, there's just this like blast of music. And I was like, Em, like, are you doing that? 
And I was like, no. And at first I didn't know what it was, so I checked my phone, like, if I had a Bluetooth on. I thought maybe it was the alarm clock. It wasn't the alarm clock. Then I, oh, I was stuck on the toilet, yeah, so on the toilet. no matter what's going on, I'm scared. And before I touched anything, I was like, I need to make sure Em is hearing this, too, and I'm not actually, you know, going totally nuts and have, like, carbon monoxide poisoning. So I was like, Em, do you hear that? <laughs> and you were like, yes, what are you doing? And so I grabbed my iPad, which I hadn't been using at all, and um, it wasn't even connected to, like, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or anything. It's just blasting this song, like, at full volume, and um, I was like, I paused it, and of course the band was called something creepy, like, Black Rider. What was the song? Uh, the, I know the album was called The Door Behind the Door. I mean, come on! It was all creepy. It was very creepy, and the And the song, music sounded super creepy. And Emma was like, let's listen to the lyrics, and I was like, ah! So the first line is, all that we see is all that we know. And we were like, we don't like this. It was the creepiest thing in the it world. It was. And so then I opened my iPad to be like, did my Spotify open or something? Um, and nope, it turns out it was playing on Apple Music, which I have never opened in my life, to the point where I opened the app and it said, you can't use this without an account. And I was yeah. like, well, then who the hell is using it? Someone found a way. Oh, my God. And so I was like, and then M comes out and goes, oh, well, you did tell me to keep singing. And I wasn't. So maybe that's why the music started. Maybe someone else started singing. Oh, my God. It scared me so bad. So then we used uh, the EMF detector. Right. And the night before, we had actually used the spirit box and already gotten the name of someone in one of our hotel rooms named Michael. Oh, right. And um, we didn't put the two together at the time right. but then we were using the emf detector and trying to ask yes or no questions we found out that the spirit was a 12 year old boy who um the room we were in was the room that his one of his best friends died in oh yeah and then he had he had brothers and sisters uh he liked to go outside and play catch he liked oh, yeah he liked to dance to music because we had some music playing and anytime yeah. we were, were like are you dancing and the machines would go off and yeah and then we were like let's and em was like put on a kids show and i was trying we couldn't find anything on tv so i was like oh i'll go on youtube or on netflix and i was like how about like peppa pig or something and em was like that's too like new age you need to find I was like whatever in a like a classic cartoon is that made yeah. that everyone will definitely like and so we put on the flintstones and then all of a sudden the uh the meters started not working yeah like they just weren't going off as if like he was like a typical 12 year old boy and just like zoned in on the we show like, why isn't he answering any questions and we were like we just put on cartoons why would he want to answer questions and so then we not putting that together at first we then thought okay well he left so let's just turn off the the flintstones <laughs> and when we turned it off all the machine the machine started freaking out again because he was probably like give me back my tv show like, like hey you promised me that yeah so we just played the Flintstones, and then we got super spooked and basically spent the whole evening in my room having a I slept seat. at Christine's because I was scared. Yeah, we were both really freaked out, and um, I just played the TV on silent all night and was like, please just stay away from our bed. And then uh, the next morning, he was even more active than the first time. Yes, that was really He weird. would not stop talking to us, and then even said that he... Slept in the room with us. Great. Slept in the room with Christine the night before when I was not yeah. there. Yeah, well, Em made sure to find out whether or not I had a ghost sleeping with me <laughs> when I was alone. So thank you for that information. We found out a bunch of information and seemed seemed like a nice little spirit. Oh my gosh, poor Eva. We were like, Eva, come upstairs right now. Yeah. The second she woke up and she walks in and... We were like, hey, sit down. This is our ghost child. And she was like, dear God, what have you been doing? We did uh, tell him we wanted to take a picture with him. So we took a lot of selfies. We took a lot of pictures of the room just to yeah. see if we could get anything. And he did say that he was in the pictures with us. But yeah. we've looked at the pictures and he's not 
visually we in them. We can't see them, but we were figuring maybe it's just too hard to... Yeah. Too much energy to, you know... But he did say he posed with us in the pictures. Which is kind of adorable and also kind of terrifying. Yes. Anyway, so it was very spooky, um, and I don't usually have weird things like that. Oh, and then last night I was just laying in my bed... And I was like, oh, uh, watching my iPad, and I was just completely still laying there. And all of a sudden I went, oh, Junie's here, because something landed on my legs. And then I thought, oh, God, Junie's not here. Oh, no. And I just kind of, like, slowly moved my computer. Obviously oh, no. nothing was there, but I was like, something just landed on my, le- like, on my shins. Oh, no. And I was like, well, good night, everybody. I'm putting on my cat mask and mm. going to sleep. And, and, then and the music blared again for you, too, at one point, right? I don't remember. I don't think so. The iPad just went... Well, the iPad went... So, okay, listen. Em wants me to tell this. I'm not... I appreciate you, like... I'm trying to make it classy. I appreciate. So, here's the thing. Everybody poops. I farted last night. (laughs) (laughs) And I forgot for a brief moment that I was in a room with, like, a A 12-year-old boy. At least one 12-year-old boy. And so I'm like, I farted. Okay, guys. Okay. And, uh... All of a sudden, like, my iPad just started, like, lighting up and going, that shit. It started, like, dinging. Like, I wasn't getting texts, but all the ding, like, the text tone was going off and off and off and off. And I'd been in the room for, like, 20 minutes, so it wasn't like it had just connected to the Wi-Fi or anything. It was very strange. It It was like a 12-year-old boy was, like, freaking out. It was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. My iPad, it didn't play music again, but it definitely was making all the text tones and, like... Just also, flashing. the whole time that we were using the meters, we wanted to balance them um, so we could see oh, yeah. them from far away. And we were balancing them on Christine's bras. <laughs> Which we didn't even realize at first. It's like, this 12-year-old boy's having the dream life. He's watching the Flintstones, hanging out by a bunch of bras. <laughs> like, And then later on, I was like, guys, what do I do? I have to take a shower. And then Eva was like, just put on the Flintstones again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, good One idea. of them will distract him. <laughs> Oh, you guys, it was a really fun, fun weekend, or fun week, and um, yeah, we're in Atlanta now, we're excited to uh, do our show tonight, and then we'll be back in LA for a regular episode next week. But and you'll hear more spooky stories yes. about New Orleans then, because we got a lot Cause of them. Because it just never stopped, and hopefully we won't have any about Atlanta, because I'm kind of, I've I'm moved over on. It. I'm, <laughs> over <laughs> I'm over it. it too. We just left, like, voodoo capital, exactly. so I'm ready to be gone. And my iPad has not ever done that before has since we left has not made any sort of Mm. weird but all the time in the hotel it kept going on and off and trying to open itself and no forget about it anyway thank you for listening to our ghosty story and now you can listen to our pittsburgh story yay yay okay bye by now you've probably heard about burrow a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs durable materials and details that make life in your space easier Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant 
and cushions with easy assembly and disassembly. This is the perfect thing for your outdoor space. They also just launched a new standing desk, Copilot, with adjustable height, a durable scratch-resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever. I'm in the market for a new desk, um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark. And of course, there's Burroughs Legacy seating collections like the Nomad and Range, now available in new colors. And M and I, that's like the only piece of furniture I think we actually share is our Burrow sofa in the podcast department. Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. I don't like that my name is also in the middle of Lenin. I do. Uh, I didn't realize that until now. (laughs) And I'm so glad you told me. (laughs) It's like it was meant to be, but also in in a frenemy way. Oh, God. That being said, let's crack into it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I like how loud you guys are. It's very affirming. I know. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh you're noisy, Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put this here so I don't lose it. Damn, okay. I'm going to store this somewhere safe. Okay. You, good luck to you. Okay. <laughs> um... So this story I found at three this morning. Oh, my God. So, in true fashion, you are going to get me learning with you because I don't remember most of it. Okay, great. That's comforting for me. Well, you'll definitely sound smarter. So, Well, that, um, that doesn't take much. Okay, there it is. I didn't come up here with a fucking Steelers jersey and then throw it on the ground, so... We'll talk about intelligence later. Um, la, la, la. Mwah. So. Are you guys nearby Newcastle? Even if you're lying, I'm glad you cheered. Yes. So this is a haunted place in Newcastle. It's apparently like an hour away from here-ish. Okay. Is that like, the, like the beer? No. Maybe. I don't drink. I don't get to have an opinion. I don't know. Okay, so this is in Newcastle. This is... Oh, if you know it, clap. If you don't, clap, because I have anxiety. Yeah. 
By the, by the way, they haven't told you the story yet. I haven't said anything, but thanks. By the way, that rule applies all the way to the end through my story. <laughs> We're two people with anxiety. We're both very troubled, so please help us. Thank uh, you. So this is the story of the Hillview Manor. Some of those sounded legitimate. Thank you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> did you like that? No. <laughs> so, the fun part of this is that uh, there is minimal history, mainly ghosts. So that, you came on a fun. good night because sometimes I really do come up here and just give a history class, and I'm like, oh, and there were ghosts. Bye. Yeah. So, good for you. Okay, so. We're going to travel back to 1867. You yeah. remember it fondly. Yes. yes. It was a good year. Uh, so in the city of Newcastle, a farm slash halfway house was proposed to open so that it could provide housing and jobs for the country, the counties, sorry, the counties mentally ill, destitute, and elderly is what Wikipedia tells me. Um, <laughs> okay. So, and elderly that didn't have family. So basically, anyone that needed a home could live there and also work there and Like on the farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, So, it was proposed, and then it took a very long time to actually finally uh, open, be built and open. But in October, October 19th, 1926, so she's a Libra. Oh, my. Nice. (laughs) Uh, the Lawrence County Poor Farm was built. Poor Farm. I know. That's clever. I didn't name it. Um, it was 85,000 square feet, and the very first residents were 13 men, three women, and one young boy. And maybe some of them were non-binary, but we didn't know that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Who's to say? I don't know. Maybe the 13 men slash non-binary slash women. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, the building had a kitchen, a hospital, a chapel, a laundry room, a cemetery, a bomb shelter. Oh, dear. Ooh. A bomb shelter. Okay. An office space. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And then living spaces for the men and then living spaces for the women and none for the Um, (laughs) non-binaries. All of the above. (laughs) And then uh, in the 1970s, human bones began regularly getting dug up from the property. What? Woo! Game changer. Wait, so, in what year? In the seventies. So this is wait. So we fast forwarded like a hundred years. Fifty, but yes. Oh, I thought you said eighteen ninety-seven or something. I did originally. Oh. It was eighteen sixty-seven. Then it got built in twenty-six, and now we're in the seventies. Okay, I I'm got just, I got lost really early. I mean, clearly nothing happened in fifty years that was worth reporting, according to Google. So according to Google, okay. So in the nineteen seventies, human bones regularly started getting dug up from the property. Uh, and then in 1977, they were like, mm, we should try to update this place because it sounds like things are starting to get a little dark around here. So, mm. Also, there was overcrowding issues, and there was reasons to start finding bones on the property because there started to be a lot of um, suicides on the property. Uh-oh. So, And then they weren't like giving them proper burials, so there you have it. But so, it was still being run at this point. It was still being run, oh, just oh. poorly. And so, It is called the poor farm. <laughs> there's that intelligence. Wow. So... <laughs> I try. So in 1977, they started building additions. Um, Mainly they built the North Wing, which was uh, like their big renovation. And then they ended up turning the place from an almshouse, which is apparently the proper term. Uh, They renovated into a nursing home and retirement home. 
So they're really mixing things up. And it was to replace the older Newcastle City home that was just shutting down. And I guess this place needed to be renovated anyway. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just turn this into a retirement home and solve everyone's problems. Um, All of them. Most of them. Yeah. So in 2004, oh, we're time traveling again. <laughs> okay. Now that year, I remember well. Right, right. Not fondly, though, but well. <laughs> no. Being 12 was not fun. So uh, the building closed after having several money problems. And a year later, it was sold during public auction. And that's all we care about for the history. Good. That would be me as a history teacher. Yes. It would take five minutes, and I'd be like, now color until you have to leave. <laughs> uh, so there were many suicides on the property, uh, mainly hangings and jumping off the roof. Oh, God. Uh, many who jumped off the roof ended up surviving no. with critical injuries. Many of them were permanent critical injuries. Oh, no. Some of them jumped and then ended up surviving but died a, a couple days later in the facility. Ugh. And most of those who died have no records, which explains a large number of unmarked graves in the cemetery. Mm, okay. Uh, two of the deaths that have been recorded that also um, correlate with hauntings. Uh, there is a woman named Amanda who is at the top of uh, top of the stairs and fell down the stairs mm. and died. And then there, the most famous death there was, which is not like a great superlative of like best death, <laughs> but. Depends on who you ask, I guess. May, maybe this guy, maybe his ghost. At the very least, that's what he got. So, um, His name was Eli, and he lived here when it was a halfway house. He, uh, It's re on record that he was an alcoholic, and since alcohol was forbidden on the site, he apparently left and went to the bar. <laughs> Can you do that? Or? <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of security then, I guess. Uh. And... Uh, <laughs> So he ended up passing out when he was trying to walk back to the, the house. Um, he passed out and it was snowing. Oh, and so, no. hang on, he gets like five more minutes here. Hey, they did it too. He passed out in the snow. I know, my finger's going this way yeah. though. Hang on. Um, so he passed out in the snow. His buddies were like, oh shit, they can't know that he was drinking. Oh. And so they tried to like cover for him, and they also didn't want him to like freeze to death. So they dragged him into the building and put him in the boiler room oh. so he would warm up. That was like also some drunk thinking. But uh, so they were trying to warm him up and get him sober, and they forgot him in there. <gasps> and then he just died. I don't know what from. I just know he died. Oh, um, oh no. Oh, no, no, no. So room 105 used to be uh, the room of a resident named Mary, who apparently is also a common spirit. And uh, room 110 used to be the embalming room when oh, it was a poor farm. That's cool. I think so. <laughs> uh, not many farms have that. I guess not. <laughs> not where I'm from. <laughs> Maybe in Pittsburgh. That's, you do things different here. And then on the third floor, just so you guys have some, I don't know, maybe this is useful in the future. We'll find out. I really don't remember my notes, so I wrote it, so it must be important. So, oh, Lord. Uh, on the third floor is where most of the surgeries were performed. Oh, oh, what? Why were there that? Why was well, that? Because it was an, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, because it was like a nursing facility, so maybe they did like minor procedures. No, no, no. I don't know. Don't do that. 
I don't have an answer for you. Maybe they just did that for fun. Um, so now here are all of the ghosts. Oh, great. By the way, this is considered one of uh, the most haunted places in Pennsylvania. Okay. Did you know that? So congrats. Jeez. Two people knew that. And so this has been on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. This has also been on Ghost Hunters, which is on the Sci-Fi Network, which my father lovingly calls the Siffy Channel. Um, so there, at least I don't know how this is the number. I tried very hard to find to make sure that this was accurate. But on three different articles, I found uh, at least ten thousand deaths occurred on oh this property. My God, I don't know how, but well, they're surgerying it up up there. Apparently. They, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, apparently, the one of the current managers named Rochelle Razo, she has been quoted saying, we always try to be skeptical about things. We try to find logical explanations before jumping to conclusions. But sometimes there are just some things you cannot account for logically, like watching doors open and close when there is no draft and no one in the whole building. Mm. Uh Sorry, I almost did an anecdote that wouldn't have really made much sense. Um, <laughs> sorry, in my head, I like, I like, just blacked out. Um, That's so, my job. Ay, ay, ay. So uh, there is apparently the spirit of a little boy named Jeffrey. Oh, is that the one from the thirteen? I don't think so, and no. I thought that I thought that too. But uh, so I thought it was the little boy. Because it is allegedly the spirit of a nine-year-old boy, but then when psychics were able to speak to him, he said that he moved in with his eleven-year-old brother. So oh, okay. There would be two boys. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. No, I'm kidding. I just lost my spot. Uh, there's... That's also my job. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so they have given him the name Jeffrey purely because during uh, interview sessions with digital recorders, they've asked, what's your name? And they always get the name Jeffrey. So they're just guessing he's telling the right name. Um, There's... That he's not a little liar, I guess? I mean, I don't know. If I had eternity to talk to people, I would be making up names left and right. Oh, totally. There is no record of the room that Jeffrey lived in, so uh, since they don't know exactly where he feels the most safe or where he likes to hang out the most, they leave toys in almost every room just so he can play with them. That's frightening. Uh, And I guess cute? (laughs) It's it's considerate. Uh, The toys have been... The toys that are laid out for him actually do cause an influx and spikes on the EMF detectors when they're doing interviews with him. Aww. So it seems to actually get more activity because he seems to trust people in the room with the toys. And he's a big fan of things that light up. And since EMF detectors light up, one of his favorite games is, if you're here, can you come touch the machine, which makes it light up. So. <gasps> That's so cute. Which okay, I'm I, with you guys now. That's kind of cute. Okay. <laughs> when uh, I used to do a lot of... EMF interview sessions. That was one of our favorite, well, my favorite games to do with, uh, there was a little boy and a little girl who were brother and sister, and they also really liked that it lit up. And you could put, like, ten of them in all different parts of the room, like, against the perimeter. And you could say, can you run in a circle and have all of them go off? And you'd see one by one. Oh, God. Each of them turn on. That yeah. was super fun. They're just surrounding you. That's great. Well, like, they were, like, 
Yeah, no. Whatever, they were fine. They were my homies. I worked with them for like three years, so. The best part was eventually I started giving uh, tours, and then I would be explaining how the, um, how the EMF detector worked. And at that point, I'd been working there for so long that they didn't even ever want to talk to me because they were just so used to me being in the room. And if you think about it, it's because every time I would do a tour, it would be, is somebody here? <laughs> Are you a boy or a girl? Or a non-binary. <laughs> How old are you? Like, it was just like the same questions over and over. I'm sure they were so fucking sick of me. And so, uh, so I would say during the tour, I'd be like, it's helpful if you guys ask questions because they're pretty bored of me. And only then would all the lights go on during, like, during my speech. And I was like, oh, they're probably bored of me. And all these lights would go on like, yep, <laughs> fucking sick of you. We're tired of running in circles for you. So anyway, that, there's, there's an anecdote. Okay. Uh, you found one. <laughs> I found one that made sense. So unfortunately, little Jeffrey might be demonic. Oh, wait. Which some of us saw coming. Well, I heard a lot of very strong, like, mm-hmm, yep. Like, <laughs> Everyone was like, that checks out. Like, we knew that. Uh, people that interact with him have been known to soon after die. Wait, no. Sorry. It's not very cute anymore, I guess. <laughs> so if you see a little boy that's, like, not on the tour with you, if you ever go there, just look the other way. Oh, God. I do love, though, that, like, the demon still likes all the light-up toys. Like, yeah. <laughs> he can't hide it. It's a it. child at heart. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, EMFs, you guys know my favorite thing in the entire world is the spirit box. Right. So for those of you who have gotten dragged here and they're like, what the fuck is this? So... They've been saying that for a long time. Right. They're already checking their watch. So uh, this, a spirit box, so there's multiple types. My favorite is the Ovulus 3, by the way. Um, Let's just say I bought M the wrong one on Amazon as a birthday gift. Oh, it still works great, though. Okay. Uh, so the one that Christine got me is the like, more OG version of it, where uh, it runs through several radio frequencies. and It's very scary. It sounds really jarring because you're just hearing like lar- loud, loud static. Yeah. Um, but the theory is that if ghosts are trying to communicate with us, they're uh, talking on a different frequency that we just can't hear. So if you're going, if you're firing off different radio frequencies, they can almost talk through the waves to you. Um, Spooky. So that's what one spirit. So it's like live communication with them. So if I'm holding this loud static machine, if I ask a question, oh almost like you can hear voices come out and they're talking directly to you. But then the one that I like, the Ovilus, it has a silent sweeping setting. So oh, like nice. you don't have to hear that, that sound. And it'll uh, show only the words that are being spoken on the like screen. Like it has a dictionary in it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like Microsoft Sam and those, that's the word still will, scary, I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's even with a demon. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so now I just have a list of things <laughs> that uh, people have caught on the spirit box. Oh, gosh. Okay. You have to say them in that voice, though. Nope. (laughs) Only because there's a lot, and you guys will really be so over it. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, So this is a combination of things that people have heard uh, through the spirit box or just EVPs in general, which are electronic voice phenomena, so you can use it just with a digital recorder, and then you play it back later and hear like a whisper or something. Um, So those are the two different things that these sentences have come from. So... EVPs alone, people have heard deep breathing, grunting, crashing, doors slamming. They've also gotten two highs, 
Two oh hellos. Sorry, I heard that banging and I was like, oh. And one Shit. large stomp down the stairs. <laughs> and someone ordering a shot of tequila. <laughs> How wild. Okay, I'm sorry. That's I Christine's you. ghost. Well, <laughs> I cut you off at the end. I got scared. I'm sorry. Can you imagine if, if Christine goes before me and I'm doing an interview <laughs> session and I just hear, I want all the booze. Just all the booze. All the wine. Why do I sound like that? Oh, I do sound like that. Okay. <laughs> I heard At it. At some point in the night, you do start to sound like yeah, that. I heard, I heard it that time. So deep breathing, grunting, crashing, door slamming, two highs, two hellos, one hey. Oh, okay. And then they, hey. Hey. One hey, girl. <laughs> um, and they've also heard whistling, and they've also heard uh, the screeching of a gurney rolling up and down. What a very specific sound. That Squeaky you would... wheels, maybe, is just what yeah. I should say. I think they're assuming the gurney. Um, okay. So one of my favorite things that people who have done interview sessions here, uh, they'll ask, just like how I was saying, uh, they get bored if you ask the same questions over and over and over again. So you kind of have to start getting interesting and asking more fun questions. Mm-hmm. So I like that these people that I, I got from, I got it from an article where they were asking some pretty neat questions. So one of the questions or sentences that they were just screaming into this empty void of a building was, I like French toast with bacon. Wait, now the the ghost was saying this? or the No, no. They were saying this to like entice... That's like, like even weirder, though. Sometimes you get some weird shit back, though. All right. Uh, so someone said, I like French toast bacon. I think they were just trying to do like a whole like, oh, what do you like to eat? Okay. Um, just because it would finally be a new answer and they'd be like, I've been dead for 100 years. No one's asked. Thank you. <laughs> um... So I like French toast with bacon. And then the spirit box, within seconds, got the words butter and jam. <laughs> it was, like, wrong. Yeah. Wrong answer. See, sometimes you got to ask some weird stuff, and they'll finally pop up. I guess so. Fun fact from oh, me. God damn it. That one actually, that was actually pretty fun. Thank you. You're welcome. There was one time I, oh, God, this is just me fucking telling stories at this point. Never mind. What else is this goddamn podcast? <laughs> uh, if not <laughs> Amen, telling you're right. I was literally just talking about my dad talking about his golf game. This is fine. Right. Guys, you wanted an unscripted episode. This oh. is what you fucking got. Um, we don't know why you wanted it, but I, here it is. I don't know if I've told it before. I know I've told it to you, but I don't know if I've said it um, on the show. So sorry if you have to hear it twice. But um, I was, it was the little girl that's always so bored of me. I started telling people coming in when we started doing tours, hey, can you start asking some more questions? And uh, she seemed to really... Uh, gravitate towards like grandfatherly figures and so there was um, an older guy on our tour and I was like it would be you know we could probably get some good stuff if you had a conversation with this little girl and uh, he started talking about like his favorite cookies and his favorite brownies and the lights went fucking bananas in this place and she was like I, and she also, we found out she died back in like the 1700s. So whatever her version of cookies are, he was describing what they're like now. And she went berserk. Just <laughs> and, chocolate and chocolate on chocolate. Yeah. He was like, you could put whatever you want there. You could put chocolate chips in there. You could put candy bars in there. You could put, and like then the door, like there were two doors in the room and both the doors started rattling no. by themselves. He was like, you can put raisins and everything just went quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. But so then he was trying to describe uh, ice cream to her. Oh. 
Bravo, by the way, how do you describe ice cream if you can't show it to someone? Hmm. But however he did it, blew her mind. And the building that we were in happened to have a kitchen downstairs. Stop it. It, it had turned into a restaurant sense. And it used to be her childhood home. Obviously her childhood home. She died as a child. Um, <laughs> her home. Okay. And... Uh, no, I follow. I follow. Okay. I got you. I got you. And uh, so he was describing all these like really good treats and stuff. And he was saying, you know, there's a kitchen downstairs. I bet you could just run on down there and make it yourself. And then we heard in the corner away from the door, um, we heard a little girl giggling. No. And then we heard little footsteps run through the table we were sitting at. No. And then the door slam as if someone walked through it. And then you could hear footsteps run down the stairs. And then you just heard screaming from the kitchen. <laughs> But that was for, like, I mean, respect to her. She was like, out of my way. I'm on. I hope she can eat it. That would be really sad. We have asked her before that if she ever swipes her finger, uh, like, downstairs since it's a kitchen, if when the chefs are cooking, if she ever steals food. And she said yes. So apparently she can eat. Don't eat there. It sounds unsanitary. So sometimes <laughs> you might see something on your plate that's actually from a ghost. Gross. So. Uh, like okay. a finger swipe. I don't know. Like ectoplasm? I don't know. Isn't that a thing? I don't know. It is a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. French toast. That's where we were. Right. It's usually food-related, wherever we stopped last. Right. <laughs> uh, so then they've also, the investigators said, you know, our time's getting short here. We've got to head out soon. Do you have any messages for us? And uh, they said, we know you're getting out of here. As if, I don't know what that means, but they were, I guess, addressing, like, we're not stupid. We know you're leaving soon. <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay. They've also gotten uh, through the spirit box. I guess someone uh, tripped, and then the spirit <laughs> box picked up. How did that go? Well, that is my kind of ghost. Which is amazing um, paranormally, <laughs> because usually the spirit box can only pick up one word at a time. So the fact that it picked <laughs> up a whole sentence, that guy had a lot of energy, yeah. to, like a lot of sass building up. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. They've also gotten an EVP of someone saying, here I come. Okay. Well, I don't love that. He also said that when someone tripped. Like, uh? <laughs> <laughs> He just likes to watch that. He, we've also gotten, we, we, me, now. There's also been an EVP of someone saying, Merry Christmas on Christmas. That's kind of nice. They've also gotten uh, a spirit saying, who's there? And they've gotten a spirit saying, you, but very for a very long time. So I'm thinking like Soldier like Boy. Soldier. <laughs> yeah. I j I've had millennials. Okay. Our rental car came with Sirius XM radio, and I didn't real I didn't know how to change the thing, and so it was stuck on like two different channels, and it was like 2000s hits. It was great. I wasn't complaining, but I heard Soldier Boy maybe six times the last 48 hours. It was all it was I can a... think about is how I never really learned the dance, and I. You missed out. Yeah. You looked like a, like a whack loser on the dance floor. I do. <laughs> That's uh, why I have to resort to strip teasing. <laughs> <laughs> on the third floor, uh, there have also been EVPs of what the staff call a grumpy old man. Oh, all right. Because he doesn't like other people being in his space, and he tells them to leave him alone. Which would be me as a ghost. Yeah, I was like, nah, scat. I think that's probably a lot of us. <laughs> There are also EVPs of a woman who says that she had been beaten when she was alive. Oh, dear. And she sounds very scared. Oh, no. Um, there are EVPs uh, 
that have been confirmed by, uh, they were confirmed that a resident who is on record for having jumped and died by suicide, um, they ended up actually speaking with him and he said that he didn't jump, but he was pushed. Oh, no. Drama. Scandal. Oh, my God. Uh, there's also an EVP of uh, Eli, the one that died in the boiler room because he oh. was partying too hard. Um, well, because his friends are idiots, truly, but... Well, yes. Him and his friends were moving too fast. Yes. So, uh, apparently, he is known to do a little grabbing of oh, people. Oh, well, that's not great. And so they were asking, why do you do that to people? And then an EVP came through of him saying, I like to fuck with them. All right, I can respect that. (laughs) Uh, They have asked, is there anyone here? And then the spirit box picked up me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, duh. (laughs) Yoo-hoo, right here. Here Uh, I come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They've asked, who's in room 140? And they got a response, Pete. And then they said, and then they asked, what's your name? And he said, Pete. Stop it. Stop it. Like, okay. A man of few words. I love Pete. (laughs) This one sounds like me too. Oh, God. Uh, They said, what was the name, or what was the menu for today? Because they had a cafeteria. What were you going to be eating today? And uh, it said tea. And then they said, oh, I, I don't know why. I think I, I must have erased some of the middle part of the conversation. <laughs> oh, good. <'Cause> it, <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> no, no, no. But then they said, I don't agree with the investigator who said this, but he said, I like fruit for dessert, which I don't. I like <laughs> fucking chocolate. To be clear. Um, but then they were saying, like, oh, do you like fruit? Do you like, like, do you like food? And then they got an EVP of someone going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like Pac-Man. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> that would be me. That would be you. feel like I have not had food in too long. <laughs> uh, there was an investigator who had just got pushed, and so he was telling another investigator, I got pushed right in that area, and then an EVP said, yeah. Like, <laughs> I saw or I did it, something like that. That was me. <laughs> they also got uh, on the spirit box someone saying, please help. And then when the investigator said, what kind of help, the uh, spirit box said, doctor. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. People also hear uh, footsteps. They hear voices. People get touched and grabbed, mainly by Eli in the boiler room. Wow. Animals don't like to go down certain hallways. Oh, well, that's not a good sign. When taps, uh, the Siffy ghost hunters, Mm -hmm. uh, when they went, they brought their paranormal investigative dog named Maddie. Wait, hold on. They have a dog that go- is now on the show with them. They're stealing our idea if we hold s- get a TV show. All right. Eva, trademark that real quick. Trademark. Be- before it goes any further. We make Gio a certified investigator before they make Maddie one. Um, apparently, Maddie was easily spooked when going down the hallway, which would be... Oh, it's like, Gio's spooked by everything. Gio would, ha- would not... Yeah, unless you threw, like, a snack down there. Gio's like, oh, I'm scared. There's a ghost. And we're like, I knew it. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, We'll send Junie on a leash. Right. (laughs) Throw him down the hallway. By the way, the most embarrassing thing I I think 
the most embarrassing quality of yours is that I've seen you walk your cat on a leash <laughs> outside. I love sentences in front of hundreds of people that start with, the most embarrassing quality about you is... Uh, I've hey, seen I Instagram have, I, videos. I'm like, put your cat in the house. No, he likes to dig. Okay, well... He also likes to eat the rose bush. It's not a big deal. Thank you for that um, one person who's like, yeah, cats on I'm a cat person too. Thank you. Thank you. Eva and I. Anyway, so we haven't decided, but one you. of them will be our paranormal investigator that we put in the, somewhere where we don't want to go. And we'll have them check it out for us. Great. Uh, people also see reflections in the front door. There's actually been... Uh, security footage that's shown that reflections will show up as soon as people leave. Mm-mm. Gross. Um, <laughs> gross, are, gross indeed. There are reports of clawing on the doors, and uh. you can actually see the doors forcefully shake on their own. Mm-mm. In rooms without drafts, by the way. So um, uh, there are shadow people that are seen <laughs> pretty much everywhere, but they were saying that they you could see them um, in mirrors, pretty much anything reflective, mirrors and windows. When you're by yourself, they just show up out of nowhere. Well, I hate that. Something has intelligently turned on the lights. So if you say, like, hey, you know, turn on the lights if you're here, all of the lights went on by themselves (laughs) at one time. That's convenient. There have been multiple uh, response knocks during uh, interview sessions. So if you agree in the beginning, like, one means yes, two means no, they're very good at having knocking communication with you. Um, the spirits enjoy taunting women, especially, of course. What else is new? I know, like, gosh, <laughs> women can't catch a break, can they? So, <laughs> apparently, uh, women like to get, uh, not women they like, like to this. Get? No, women, nope. I was like, oh, what do we like to get? I didn't mean that. Explain it to me. <laughs> no, no, I want to know more. What was, what was that? <laughs> what did you mean? I want to know. Let me just turn my recorder on real quick. Right. Say it again. <laughs> Uh, there are reports of women being touched, grabbed, stroked. Oh, vomitous. And and having uh, having their arms and hands and butts pinched. Arms and hands and butts. Oh my. Specifically, I don't know. Those were the ones I saw. Okay. Uh, many have come face to face with full-bodied apparitions uh, right in front of them. Uh, like I said, Eli haunts the, or he died in the boiler room. He haunts the boiler room now, and he's known for slamming doors and demanding people leave him. He's apparently different than the other grumpy old man who likes to also be left alone. Okay. Objects move on their own. Shadow people run across rooms and hide in corners. Gross. Firm pass mm. for me. Ditto. People smell cigars and hear walkers and gurneys rolling in the halls, which has like been confirmed either. by the EVPs. Mm-mm. Uh, there are, are shadow people that are seen running in the cafeteria, which would be me. I'd be yeah. like, gotta get my <laughs> fucking yes, food. Yes, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That stick- is how I sounded in high school all the I way know. to the cafeteria. Then sticking your fingers in all the food. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Uh, there are sounds of something dragging across the floor, sounds of thuds like bowling balls being thrown. Super. And apparently there's a hallway called Knock Knock Hallway. No. Nope. <laughs> That is the name of our next horror movie. Uh-uh. Because, you know, like, shaving a haircut? Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Boom, boom. Okay. That's what it's actually called, in case you know. So, if you do... Fun sh- fact. Fun fact. So... <laughs> I had to do it. That, it's rare that there really is one of those fun facts. Yeah. So, if you do... if In this particular hallway... Uh-oh, if you, I spilled. 
don't tell anyone who works here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why it's a black tablecloth, I guess. Did you spill a lot? No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, shaving a haircut. Uh, so if you go into this hallway and you knock, a la shaving a haircut, mm. you will always get a reply. Okay. You'll always get the, like, bump, bump at the end. Oh, ew, so you do the pause and then yeah. they do... Nah. Yeah. Uh, there are rooms on the second floor where you can hear rocking chairs. and uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Ew, rocking chairs. That was a very strong reaction. Apparently in one of the rooms, an apparition has been seen in the rocking chair and for some reason lifting their arms over and over. So just like... Okay. <laughs> now you can have that reaction because that is terrible. Like slowly listening to good music. Soldier boy, tell him. Yeah. You. <laughs> that was me in our rental car. <laughs> How sad. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> uh, there's an apparition of a doctor dressed in all white, and he's seen lurking in the <laughs> chapel. Oh God. Okay. That's, first of all, where, why is a doctor in the chapel? One, two. Why is he lurking? Three. Why is there a doctor? We already established this was in the hospital. Nobody knows. Uh. There have, oh, something, oh, I already, something gropes women that is not Eli. Something else gropes women. Super. Because there can't just be one that you, Well, they really awful. like it, you remember. Right. And then also this thing uh, tugs on men's pants. So everyone gets a chance. All right. Apparently. At least it's equal opportunity. Right. And the non-binaries are safe. Yeah. So. <laughs> Finally something good, right? Finally a pro. <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, an organ in the hallway makes sounds on its own oh as if the God. pedals are being used. I thought you meant like a lung or something. Oh. I was like, holy shit, it's just still there? The doctor is just looking they for it. They just kick it around every now and then. Oh, I got really alarmed. Okay, this makes a little more sense now. Sure, yeah, but I see where you saw that from. Okay. Uh, people experience cold gusts of wind brushing past them in closed rooms. Uh, people feel like they're being bumped into by people who aren't there. Mm. There are sounds of metal clanging and reports of feeling choked in a room where someone hanged themselves. Oh, 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 oh. In room 301, there's a photo of a spirit sitting in a chair and leaning forward at the photographer. Oh. <laughs> uh, people also hear singing in the basement. Mm-mm. And I don't know what kind of music, but it would all be bad. You. You. <laughs> Oh, God, no. We've reached dad joke territory. <laughs> this is bad. It's too early in the show for this. Okay. People feel hands around their neck when they are in a bathroom that someone died in. Super. And in one of the boiler rooms, there is a spirit who loves the Steelers. Are you serious? Apparently, if you say go Steelers, he'll leave you alone. It's like a password. Mm. We'll see. That's like, okay, if we put you in there, you'd be screaming, go Steelers, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'd be screwed. Uh, so you would hear whistling and humming in that same room, and apparently on the second floor, there are lots of distant laughter that you can never find. Like, you never trace where the voice is. That's probably a good thing. True. Yeah. Valid. Um, in room 313, there's a shadow figure that peers out from the doorway and hides when you see him. mm in rooms 105 and 126, there have been reports of a floating shadow head <laughs> that okay. just peeks around the corner 
and then and then floats away. Oh, it's very unfortunate. Some rooms have a calming sense that make you feel better or at peace. That's nice. That is. It's uh, literally better than any other thing you've said. So right. I'll take it. I'm in there chanting ghost stealers if I'm ever in that place. <laughs> uh, the, there have been footsteps that have been so pronounced that you think someone is right behind you following you and you turn around and nobody's there. Oh, no. Uh, in the basement hallway, there is a black mass that will appear and then spread entirely over the hallway so you can't see through it what? or walk past it. Nah. Flashlights and equipment uh, have gotten thrown around and will malfunction on their own, even with fresh batteries. And uh, in the basement, there is a whole room dedicated to different trigger objects for the, sp- for the spirits. So, like, if you were to go there and do an investigation, you can just pull a bunch of stuff from that room, and then whoever's attached to it will probably come talk to what? you. Um, so it helps the spirits be very interactive. So, Great. Which, like, I know sounds stupid. But at the same time, like, it really does work to, like, have something of theirs because it makes them want to talk to you more. Don't they just want you to leave them alone? I don't understand. Probably, but then no one ever listens, so. (laughs) And here we are on a stage with a microphone telling you all about it. And also the people who love to not listen the most, I am here to tell you the episode of Ghost Adventures. (laughs) So. I think that's sort of where I was subconsciously segueing or segueing if we're talking to you. Um. Yep. Yep. I have nothing. You're right. I have nothing to say to that. Uh, so this, ep- I was even telling Christine, I was like, this is a really good episode. Yeah, so. I had to sit there and hear like, sometimes there's a noise. In the backseat, I was like, do you want headphones? And I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> Which I'm sure you hated. Yes. So there is an employee that says that they've been in the boiler room and she has felt a hand grab the back of her arm. And she's also felt her butt pinched. Oh. To which our favorite, he who must not be named, Good said, old Zach. <laughs> For the new people. Right, bagel bites. She said that she had had her butt pinched. He said, quote. Hmm. Oh, tell me. He said, no, women like that. Just like you did. Do you like that kind of thing? No! I knew it. And then she, she seemed shocked. What? Crazy. And then he said, I mean, I meet all kinds of people out on the road. As in, like, maybe you're freaky. I don't know. I don't know what he meant. I sometimes. I don't know if he knows what he meant. But I know that even the soup uh, covered that little piece of footage. Oh, yeah. So we're not alone here in finding un- uncomfiness on that. So... Apparently, there was a student filmmaker who uh, brought her whole crew here to make a like a short documentary, and then they had someone like a PA on set on one side of a wall that was made of glass, and so she was by herself in that room. Everyone else was on the other side of the room, and she needed to be there to like operate a light or something. And so they were talking through the walkie-talkie, and just joking. Uh, she said through the walkie-talkie, if anyone's here, break the glass. Oh. And then there was a man's voice on the walkie-talkie uh, that said, break glass. And nobody else was on that line. Ew. And they were all in the room. Every, like, everyone was in this room, so if someone said it, they would have all heard that person say it right there. It was so. just Zach Baggins downstairs. Like. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> 
there is a spirit in one room that used to scream get out all of the time. <laughs> but since then, he's mellowed out, apparently. Speaking and, of me in 2004, right. that sounds... <laughs> get out, mom! Get out! So, uh, there... Zach heard this. This was in the middle of an interview, and he was like, oh, well, let me like pull out the digital recorder and see if we hear anything. And so, when he asks, is anyone here? What's your name? Two different recorders caught uh, someone saying, I'm Jim. So. Jin? Jim. Oh, Jim. Okay. <laughs> I have selective hearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are reports of former employees uh, saying that all of the lights have gone out at once when they were by themselves on the shift. Mm. And then the doors open and closed by themselves. Uh, Mid-interview, Zach realizes that the property is now next to a golf course. <laughs> He's like, be right back. You guys take over. No. So for the next 10 minutes Stop it. of footage of a 40-minute show, I had to watch them golf. Oh, my God. It's like I, I could just write this stuff myself. They were in full... You could tell they, like, left, went to, like, Walmart and bought golf shit and then came back and wasted a whole day of production to go golfing. You because know the they worst did thing? A, they did a full 18 holes. You, you know the worst thing? What? They for sure didn't go out. They made the PAs go out and buy golf right, equipment. Right, right. And they were like, I just want to go home. I don't get paid overtime. Yeah, and they were like, well, I want to go golfing. So. Well, so Zach needs to golf. In full golf attire and club sets, they called themselves the Ghost Adventures Crew Invitational. I don't like this. <laughs> and while they were golfing uh, on hole 14, which they deemed the haunted hole... <laughs> you know that was his favorite joke too he says quote right now and like imagine in his like really like low slow voice right right now I'm putting on top of the green that we just learned is on top of thousands of unmarked graves oh, what an asshole <laughs> hole in one for Zach by the way um, only like after editing <laughs> right right Sorry, I'm being real mean. I'll be quiet. <laughs> uh, so then let's. Then they go back. They're like, oh, yeah, we have a job to do. So then they go investigate. So pretty much right off the bat, stuff starts happening. Doors are slamming. Zach's shirt gets tugged on. There's an EVP of something saying, get out of this room. Mm. And then a shadow figure runs down the hall. The same shadow figure, they think, is what next grabbed Zach's arm. Mm. And then an EVP is recorded after he just got his arm grabbed saying, get this guy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Zach then thinks that this is Jim uh, from saying it's Jim because it's in the same area. Right. Uh, okay. And then he's trying to ask like random questions because that seems to be like the most successful interview questions that work here. So he goes, Jim, what color are your pants? And so an EVP picks up the word blue. So now we know that about Jim. <laughs> um, then they decide to use shadow detectors, which is exactly what it sounds like. Oh, my. And uh, they go off immediately That once they've set them up and leave the room. Apparently, there's just shadow activity all over. Um, so then they send Aaron to the basement by himself to talk to well, Jim alone. Of course they do. Blue pants Jim is what I call him. <laughs> Affectionately. The doors slam Pretty much as soon as Aaron goes down there, the doors just start slamming all oh, over God. around him. And he's like, ah, I want to get out. And then, so Zach is, try is upstairs trying to do an EVP session and talk to these spirits. And he says, 
oh, are you around here? There's an employee that says that she sees you all the time up here. And then he caught an EVP of something saying, did she? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I guess. When they were in an, or when Aaron was in an area for geriatrics, he started running when he heard something that scared him. And when he started running, he picked up an EVP, probably from someone else who was a little older. And the EVP says, don't hurt your back. <laughs> That's really nice. That's so nice. Then Aaron starts asking, again, random questions and is like, do you like the food here? I heard the spaghetti and meatballs are pretty good. And they got an EVP. Yeah, it is. Okay. That's We're a learning good... a lot. Yeah, I am. We're learning a lot today. Uh, then the spirit box up where Zach is uh, filming, a spirit box ha- that has the actual like Microsoft Sam voice, says, hi, Zach. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Uh, then he, Zach asks, do you like us being here? And the machine says, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> then he says, what's your favorite sport? And the machine says, hockey. And Zach says, Zach says what team? And the machine says, Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then Zach says, I like golf. Right. <laughs> uh, then uh, one of them starts asking, are you connecting with me? Because I asked those questions. Because he's starting to get like, like chills. And he's starting to feel really cold. And he feels like he's being followed. So he asks, are you connecting with me? Because I asked all these questions. And then a whisper on the, on the digital recorder caught, I can't. As if, like, he was trying to. Oh, but God. Couldn't. Oh, no. Extra creepy. I don't like that. Then they ask, what state do you live in? And I guess he was not on record for living there or something. Because the machine then said, go check. So I guess he didn't really know. <laughs> or he was, like, done with this conversation. Right, he's like, mm, you figure it out. <laughs> He was, actually, as I'm reading, he was over it. Because then Zach asks, how many of us are in the room right now? And the machine says, do the math. Oh. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) They go into another room and ask out loud, is anyone sick? Do you have any diseases? And the machine picked up, I plan on fixing them. Aww. That's sad. That is sad. Aaron sees multiple shadow figures. And then an EVP comes out of someone saying, split which is like definitely the oldest version of Get Out that I've ever heard. Um, and then the, EVP, or the spirit box itself says, I got a question, and then never actually asked a question, but <laughs> wow, is that the, the one I want to hear most. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and, then the EV, or, and then the spirit box said, let us hear, and then they got tired of waiting for them to finish that sentence, so they said, what's your name? And the machine picked up Alexa. So... Oh, interesting. Which is ironic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. No comment. <laughs> that a Microsoft Sam machine oh. that is very intuitive said their name was Alexa. Hmm. Promo code drink. No. no. <laughs> uh, so then they go into another room and they go into the boiler room, which I don't think that was, I don't think they were aware that's where they were. You end up finding out they're in the boiler room and the spirit box picks up the words suffered oh. in a jail run. Oh, 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 I don't like that. And then Zach said, what will you do if we don't run? And the machine said, happier. Oh, my God. Like, it'd be happy. Okay. Okay. You get it. You I get it. it. I'm not, yeah, 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 yeah. I follow. Okay. Uh, Zach then starts feeling someone rub on his back and asks, who's touching me? And the machine goes, Nick. <laughs> For those who don't watch the show, Nick is also another ghost hunter that was in the room with him. <laughs> And Nick is on the other side of the room, and he's like, I didn't fucking do it. That's not me. He's like, bro, stop. Right. Stop touching me. 
so then the machine says East Highway, and just down, they had just learned that right down East Highway was a local jail that many inmates that were released there ended up coming to Hillview Manor. Mm. Um, and so they're, I think they're kind of piecing together the story that he started there, and then he walked East Highway to get to this manor. Wow. Um, and then something slams against a very heavy metal grate beneath them, mm. and Zach, it sounds like someone's like throwing something at them. And Zach says, what are you trying to do? And the machine picked up pain. Oh, God, okay. And then uh, there was scratching on the door next to them and tapping on the pipes. And then the last word that uh, the machine picked up was sorry, but S-A-A-R-R-I. And they were like, what does that mean? And they ended up looking it up. And Eli, who died in the boiler room, his last name was (gasps) sorry. Stop. And that's the story of the Hillview Manor. the fuck? That was scary. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So there's one thing I gotta do. I have been sitting kind of weird because I noticed that I spilled salsa all over my arm. Did you? Yeah, so hold on. Where? 
Oh, it doesn't matter. None of your business. <laughs> right, right, right. Nanya, got it. There you go. Your arms look so buff and nice. Oh, wow. Thanks. I was like sitting like this the whole time because I didn't want anyone to see my salsa. <laughs> and then instead I just told you all about it. So, Okay. Hello, everybody. I have a murder story for you. Okay, guys. This one is really weird. <laughs> so it's kind of an old school one, but like really fucking weird. So oh, good. Up. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. It's not like an old boring one. It's an old, exciting one. Oh, neat. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's useful. If it were boring, I probably wouldn't tell you. But anyway, that's <laughs> besides the point. Okay, so Pittsburgh, I have a story for you. It is a story of Kate Soffel and the Biddle Brothers. And they're here tonight. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Uh, I appreciate the cheers. I also remember, I told you a rule earlier. You have to help my anxiety also. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, guys. This one. Oh, thanks. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to tell you the uh, sources I got first because I used a lot. So this is... Uh, okay, the first one just says WESA. Is that like a thing? It's like a news station or we something? Saw. NPR. Oh, right. Okay, yes. It was the local NPR. I don't know why I did Oh, Pittsburgh's local NPR station. I wrote that. <laughs> Good start. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm the smart one, remember. Okay. Uh, the next source I used was the Senator John Hines History Center, which was very helpful. And then also the New York Daily News and a website that I discovered called Historical Crime Detective, which is the best, so go check it out. Okay, so Jack and Ed Biddle, they were brothers born in 1872 and 1876 in Essex County, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Yay! Uh, they moved to Pittsburgh when they were still pretty young and almost immediately began a fun life of crime. Or I guess li- lives of crime. Fun lives of crime. Lives of- English isn't my first language, so... <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. Was that a rule? Well, it is now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> It was a a very early rule, so I guess it still works. We can add it back. Okay, so get this. They formed a gang with a couple friends in which they would knock out their victims with chloroform or ether. They would, like, soak rags in them and knock them out and then rob them. And the gang was called the Chloroform Gang. (laughs) All right. Um, I... I feel like I need to mention at this point in my life, I shouldn't mention it. I don't know why I did that. Now I have to say it. Okay. I feel like you. Okay. (laughs) Anecdotes. Fun anecdotes. Well, okay. (sighs) When I was in eighth grade, my friend Celine and I decided we were going to start our own cool gang. I went to Catholic private school, so that... Just picture it yourself. Um, And our gang, quote-unquote, was called Cruel Intentions. (laughs) But the... <laughs> you mean cool intentions. <laughs> but the cruel started with a K. God. Was and the intentions, did it end with a Z? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget my name. It was something... Oh, Jay Smooth? No, I don't remember. You know what would be oh, cool? Oh, Smooth Killer. There it is. I don't know. I hope the S had a dollar sign in it for Smooth oh, Killer. Oh, it did. <laughs> How did you know 
that. Listen, I also bet intentions had a 10 in the middle. A one zero. Ah, shit. I got to call Celine. <laughs> that would have been very clever. I don't know what we... I mean, we didn't... We just sat, what, what did you do in this game? We sat at our computer, probably. What was your initiation? I think we just, like... Play, High-fived about played it? Played Neopets. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were very hardcore. You had gang territory on Club Penguin. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We ran that shit. Okay. Oh, my. I don't know why I told you guys that. Don't tell anyone that. Okay? Please. Don't remind my mom either. She hates that story. Okay. Now I am glad Bernie didn't show up. Okay. Anyway. Um, back to the chloroform gang. Arguably not that much cooler, so whatever. Um, what if it was a chloroform with the K? Uh, listen, I thought your story was going to be that you chloroformed yourself or something. Oh. I thought it was going to get really fucking wild. Mm. I, I have pepper sprayed myself. I know that. By accident. So did Linda. So you guys are... Yeah, she, I texted my mom to them be like, I just pepper sprayed myself totally by accident. And she was like, yeah, I did that too. And I was like... There's literally a picture of M's face after they... Like yeah, it looked like the color of the cup. It like, was it horrifying. Was, it hurts so bad because it was direct it. contact. <laughs> Why would you do that? It was one of the like the ones that like it's hidden, so it doesn't look like it's pepper spray. And I fell for it, and I was like, "What's this?" And I, I thought it was um, not Allison, my previous girlfriend. I was, it was in college. I thought it was a uh, perfume spray. And it was like, I, we both had the same North Face. I borrowed her North Face thinking it was mine. And I found this thing in the pocket. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it was like perfume. And I like, was like, she doesn't wear perfume. What does this smell like? And then I did it. But then the wind hit. Yeah, you were like, I did it in front of a vent. I was like, yeah. great. Oh, no. I did it in front of, I did, the wind hit me. What oh, my, Linda did What it. my mom did was she was like, oh, this is real pepper spray. And of course, naturally, she was in a hotel where she, she ruins a lot of things. She has a bad history. And she was like, oh, I just want to see like, how, how intensely it sprays, so I'm just going to spray it. And she sprayed it right into the fucking vent, and the entire floor got pepper sprayed. Chloroform gang. Anyway, yeah. And I'm the pepper spray squad, so. Yeah. Ooh. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Guys, all right. Enough about us and our cool past. Okay. Um, right. So the Chloroform Gang, even though they had a pretty lame name, they committed 27 burglaries in Pittsburgh by literally just chloroforming people and taking their shit. Uh, before one of their burglaries went south. So they tried to burglarize a local grocery store in Mount Washington. Um, oh. Yeah, that's the other thing. In my stories, I always say a lot of local names since my stories are always really fucked up and dark. I say a lot of local things so people cheer to make it sound like things are more exciting and less sad. Um, so there might be a lot of that. So sorry in advance. Okay. So they intended to burglarize a local grocery store in Mount Washington, but it ended in a shootout and the grocery store owner was killed. So uh, the police received a tip as to where the chloroform gang burglars might be living. And they ended up at the Biddle Brothers' house. And after entering, one of the officers was shot... Uh, so they were immediately arrested and pretty soon were convicted of all 27 crimes and sentenced to hang on December 12th, 1901. Dun, dun, dun. The end. No, I'm just kidding. There's more. I promise. Okay. Uh, so they were sent to the Allegheny County Jail to... I hear it's a super awesome jail. And haunted. Is it? Oh, cool. Uh, they were sent to the Allegheny County Jail to await their execution. 
And while held there, the brothers were visited by a woman named Kate Soffel. And what? Kate? Oh, my God. Uh, and Kate was known for delivering Bibles and fruit to the prisoners. Aw. In, in an attempt to convert them and set them on the right path. I don't know what the fruit was for, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, for dessert, right. Exactly. Fuck that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, okay, so she would bring Bibles and fruit in an attempt to convert prisoners and set them on the right path. Um, instead, she fell in love with Ed Biddle. Oops. I should also probably mention that she does so happen to be the wife of the prison warden, so this was not good. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> um, so she decided one day that she could not allow the two brothers to die. Well, especially Ed, her new crush, but both of them also. Um, so she decided she would help them escape. Uh, so she... That's not very religious or Jesus... Want, you know, Christ-like? Christ-like, well, yes. she wanted to save their souls in a way, I guess. Okay, wait, actually, that's pretty genius. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, move on, move on. I don't know. I'm not here to argue Christianity. No, 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 no. Also, I figured out a pun. Oh, great. You were like, what's the fruit for? Because Jesus is the apple of her eye. That's the best I got. What? I thought we were going to go some Garden of Eden shit, but... Oh, no. Sorry. This is terrible. Why are we doing this? Okay. Now, my dad would probably love this content. Okay. You have to laugh in the microphones. So people know you're <laughs> laughing and how funny I am. Okay. So, right. She's the wife of the prison warden. She decides Ed and, what's his name? Jack need to be saved. Um, so what she does, <laughs> she smuggles in two revolvers, um, as well as saw blades hidden in the pages of the Bibles. <laughs> so maybe we've moved away from the Christ-like part, I guess. Um, so she smuggled in these guns, and she smuggled in saw blades. And I don't know how many Bibles she was giving them, like, filled with guns and saw blades, but they must have had a lot. Um, so she brought them all in, gave them to the brothers, and what they did, like, Shawshank Redemption style, they would, saw, they would just, like, saw away every night. And then during the day, they would cover up their, like, saw marks uh, by sticking chewing gum into the cracks of the bars. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It worked, so yeah. huh, what, who am I to judge, I guess? Um, at 4 a.m. on the night of January 30th, 1902, uh, Kate borrowed a method from the chloroform gang and chloroformed her husband, the warden, <laughs> knocking him out. Double agent. <laughs> yeah, right? So she knocked out the warden, and while she was busy, you know, incapacitating... English, you know how I am. Okay. Incapacitating her husband, Ed called out... For, so, what, so she's busy over here knocking out the warden, right? Ed is busy over here in the jail. He calls out from his cell to one of the guards, James McGeary, and he announces that his brother Jack has suddenly fallen ill and needed assistance immediately. So the guard rushes over with medication to help, and uh, he did not realize that the brothers had already sawed through the prison bars and were simply luring him over to attack. So as he approached, Jack lunged through the opening in the bar, seized the guard by the waist, and threw him over a railing to the stone floor 16 feet below. Uh-oh. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jack pulled... Oh, no, sorry, that was Jack. So Ed pulled out the revolver that Kate had smuggled in and shot the other guard, 
that was there. So there were two guards on duty. So he shot the other one. And amazingly, both guards survived, although they were like criti- wow. critically injured. Um, but so what, <laughs> so they were still alive. So Jack and Ed, basically they took the prison keys from the guards, locked them in the prison dungeon, and then took their clothes and changed into like the guard clothes, like out of a heist I movie. I see, I see. Um, literally just took their clothes and walked out of the jail, locking them in the dungeon. Kate had been waiting for them in the jail library this whole time with her fruit, I guess. I don't know. I guess reading a Bible makes more sense in the library. Right. Um, she, so after they locked the guards away and changed, uh, they came and got her. And uh, the three of them fled through downtown Pittsburgh and took a trolley to, I hope I'm saying this right, Perrysville? 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 Perrysville. Okay. Oh, they don't Good. like it very much, I don't think. Okay. Uh, in Perrysville, Perrysville? Okay. In Perrysville, they bought some ham sandwiches. Do what you gotta do. This was apparently a very important piece of information for every, for the local NPR station to tell me, so why not? So, chipped ham, yes. Whatever that is. (laughs) Yep, they did that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they bought some chipped ham sandwiches. <laughs> they also stole a sleigh. <laughs> that makes sense. That, that makes one sense. makes more sense to me. Um, so I was thinking, you know, this whole time, like, they stole, like, a toboggan. No. They stole, like, an old-timey sleigh with a horse attached to like it. Like a fucking Santa sleigh. Like a Santa sleigh. Oh, my God. I know. So I was very confused for a minute, thinking, like, they were just going to go sledding. But when you said sleigh, I thought like, oh, you mean like a sled. But yeah, you, right? you mean a sleigh. Okay. Like not like a toboggan, but like, you know. Like a dashing through the snow Correct. sleigh. Got it. Literally, yes. So, basically, they stole this one horse sleigh. Oh, one horse. Oh. oh. Wait a minute. Eva, do something with that. <laughs> I don't know what, but I've just stumbled upon something very important. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it has been theorized that the group's goal was to escape up north back into Canada. Laughing all the way? <laughs> you were holding that one. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yes. Yeah. With their ham sandwich. I don't know how to fit that part in. <laughs> we'll work on it. Eva, do something. Okay. <laughs> so they're laughing all the way into Canada. But because of your dumb little winter cold that we don't get anymore in Los Angeles. No. They, boo. <laughs> boo, sunshine. Boo. <laughs> Oh, you mean the snow? Yes. yes. <laughs> Thought you guys were making fun of us for not having snow. They're on our side. Sorry, I got defensive. I don't know why. <laughs> we like being I was warm. Like, Fuck you! I like my sunshine. We're just jealous we can't ride in your one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so they were forced to stop in Butler, Pennsylvania, for. And everyone from there is here. Yeah, the whole town has showed up tonight to support. Um, I actually, I never can tell when people are going to get excited. And then I say something like, Perrysville, and everyone's like, mm, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> you say, like, Butler, and everyone freaks the fuck out. So <laughs> I'm learning. It's especially fun when you say a town and everyone goes, boo! That has happened. And, and then it, it feels like a fever dream because I'm on stage and everyone's booing me. <laughs> Listen, I set that up for myself earlier with those stupid jersey. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I'm pretty good now at pandering. I'll just go, yeah, that place fucking sucks if everyone boos. <laughs> but I hear Butler's really nice. And beautiful and kind, yes. Oh, yes. They have great chipped ham, I think. 
also, because you guys were so cold, they were forced to stop for four hours. Um, I don't know if they were forced to stop, though, because apparently Ed and Kate, they took this time to consummate their new relationship. Aww. So I don't know how much they were forced to stop at this hotel. I think they heavily decided that. Yeah, so they had four hours of fun. Um, I guess for everyone but Jack, the brother, who's just like... Eating ham. Eating ham. (laughs) And reading the Bible. And no longer laughing all the way. Right. It's just sad. He's like, I'll wait out here, guys. Okay. So poor Jack. So after four hours of what I'm sure was a raucous good time, uh, (laughs) the three of them decide it is time to hit the road again. Um, But by this point, uh, it had been four hours, so police had caught up to them at this point. Uh, The officer demanded they stop and put their hands up, but not only did they not listen, Ed turned the gun on himself. Oh, uh, in an attempt to, like, stop them from shooting, and so they shot him. Uh. It didn't work. Oh, okay. Um, so, all in all, Ed Biddle was shot 17 times. Um, so, you guys have something here called the Heinz History Center? Is that true? <laughs> it looks really, really cool. I mean, I'm kind of a dork, but it looks really cool. Cool. Okay. So, it is, everyone's like, yes, you are right, don't worry. You, you know. Well, according to the center's president and CEO, Andy Masich, quote, Ed Biddle was shot 17 times, which coincidentally, for you crime and violence buffs, which I think, like us, maybe, is what he means. That would be me, yeah. I would say maybe not like a violence buff. Like, I don't, that's we, not the part I love. Whatever. No. Well, according to the center's, blah, blah, blah. I said that, Eva. Crime buff. Delete that. Just, okay. Start at crime buff. That's where we are. Ed Biddle was shot 17 times, which coincidentally for you crime and violence buffs is exactly the number of times that Clyde Barrow of Bonnie and Clyde was shot when he was killed. Interesting. Interesting. Fun fact. I got a couple uh, jinxes in there with the audience. Fun fact. Ah. Um, Cool. So Jack himself had also been shot several times, and Kate, thinking her lover Ed had died, begged her own husband, the prison warden, who was there, to shoot her as well. Now, this guy's probably very confused because the last time he saw his wife, she had come up behind him like, hi, sweetie, and then, like, chloroformed him. Right. So he shows up, and she's, like, on a sleigh with two criminals. And she's like, I want to go. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So he does not shoot her, obviously. Um... When he wouldn't kill her, she responded by shooting herself in the chest. I mean, that's really dark, but it also has to be such a confusing day for the warden. Oh, I know. He must be very upset at this point. Yeah, yeah. Amazingly, none of them died that day. What? I don't know how you... You you Pittsburghans... Whatever this... Whatever this town is, everyone should live there because apparently you're bulletproof or you don't die or something. Everyone's shouting Pittsburghers at me, so... I'm going to... Sure. So I'm going to say something... Pennsylvanians. Hey. (laughs) No, don't give them that. I'm going to say something very wrong, and I'm going to say Pittsburghites. Yeah, the more you tell me to do the right one, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) It's like the time uh, we posted about San Francisco, and we were like, coming to San Fran, and everyone lost their goddamn minds. So like the whole time on stage, I was like, I love San Fran. Apparently, if you're from San Francisco, you hate the phrase San Fran. So We found that out live. (laughs) Yeah. We found that out very aggressively on Instagram. So anyway, you Pittsburgh (laughs) Ganians. I don't know 
know what they're... I don't. That's not a word. Okay. All right, class, settle down. Um, So, Kate... Okay, so they all somehow survived. However, uh, the Biddle brothers both died within the next 24 hours, so they died at the hospital. Um, Kate miraculously survived. She ended up back in Pittsburgh and was put on trial for aiding in the Biddle brothers' escape. Um, It didn't help that when she had fallen out of the sleigh, a letter from... You know how it is. Uh, She fell out of her sleigh, and a a letter to her from Ed had fallen to the ground that was, like, in her... Petticoat. petticoat. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, jeans pocket? No, probably not. Uh, It had fallen to the ground, and when (laughs) this poor warden, he read it, and it, like, detailed his devotion to Kate and his love for her and her plans to break them out of jail. So she was kind of screwed. So she was put on trial. Um, She was accused of adultery also, which, God forbid. However, she was definitely guilty um, (laughs) at the time. So that was a pretty easy case for her husband to win, Uh, especially because the the staff at the hotel in Butler uh, confirmed that she and Ed had shared a room together without Jack and uh, had had a nice four-hour time together. So Kate was convicted of both aiding in the escape and adultery. Uh, she served a prison sentence of two years at the Western Penitentiary. Another great jail. Another okay jail? I don't know. Another jail. Another jail. Um, Ed's and Jack's bodies were brought back to Pittsburgh where thousands of gawkers showed up to view the cr- funeral. The criminal. Oh, also yeah. that. Um, some of whom believed they were totally innocent of their crimes. Like the original crimes. Like the, uh, the chloroform gang. Mm. I don't know. Um, I lost my spot. Hold on. Say something funny. Okay, good. That was slurs. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Oh, boy. So Ed and Jack uh, were... Ba- so people were very divided in the city of Pittsburgh whether they were guilty or not, whether they had been part of the original gang. Um, they were buried in Calvary Cemetery, uh, originally with no headstone because Ed had died by suicide, allegedly. Um, he had also been shot 17 times, but he had also shot himself. Um, so who's to say? Uh, meanwhile, Kate's husband lost his job as prison warden. <laughs> this poor guy. God, he cannot catch a break. He's like, I love my wife. She just loves to come to the jail and give out fruit. And then right. and Bibles and sad. So he uh, got divorced with her from her, uh, took their children with him, and moved with his second wife to Canton, Ohio. Um, yeah, but... Uh, why do we feel so strongly about that? Okay. Uh, where they started a new life together. Kate briefly attempted to make it in showbiz, believe it or not. Why not? Uh, she worked for a while in a traveling vaudeville show called The Biddle Boys. About, like, her story. Hmm. Then she decided to branch off and uh, create her own play and star as herself. Um, so that always works really well, I think. Um, and that play was called A Desperate Chance. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dr- I, was it a drama? Cause... <laughs> it was actually on the Hallmark Channel, I think. <laughs> it sounds very lifetime-y. Lifetime. Um, for whatever reason, the play was shut down by the Fayette County, Pennsylvania court because they said it was... Il- Fayette? Oh. Everyone, it sounds like you're correcting me. Okay. Um, they said it was illegal, her play. 
It sounds like Footloose, but like not a fun version. Because <laughs> it was too desperate. It yeah. was too desperate. They were like, oh, it's just very sad, honestly. <laughs> so her play was shut down, and her acting career didn't really go anywhere, so instead she moved on to dressmaking. Why not? She opened up a successful seamstress shop in the North Shore neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Okay. Look at me go. Uh, she also returned to her maiden name for obvious reasons, uh, Catherine Dietrich. Sometimes she went by Catherine Miller, I guess, just to spice things up. I sure. Don't, I don't know. Pick the most, like, like common like name. name. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was an attempt, obviously, to distance herself from her notoriety. Uh, which I'm like, you're also starring in a play about yourself, so I don't know how you're distancing. Like, mm, I just hate being mm. in the limelight yeah. as I'm on stage, right? <laughs> so sad. Um, so in 1984, uh, fast forward, 1984, the story of Mrs. Soffel and the Biddle Brothers was made into a movie called, get this, Mrs. Soffel. Oh. Um, and it starred Diane Keaton and Mel Gibson. So, oh. Yeah, check it out. And I saw there's like a sleigh in it for real. I was like, okay. Get out. All right. That's probably near Prop House somewhere. Yeah, probably. (laughs) There are, there's a whole sleigh aisle, so probably. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Um, So this is kind of sweet. So during the filming of the movie, a Greene County resident arranged for MGM to erect a headstone at the brother's gravesite where there hadn't been one because they had ruled it a suicide. Um, And the stone's inscription included a poem that had been found in Ed Biddle's pocket at his death. And the poem had been written by the daughter of a pastor who had visited him in jail, and he liked it so much that he had folded it up and kept it in his pocket. And so they erected a headstone for him in the 80s, and that's still there today. So as for the sleigh, the famous sleigh, um, it can be found at the Heinz History Center, which is just, I want to go there. Anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's there, and it's still riddled with bullet holes, so that's oh my frightening. Um, nice. Uh, as for Kate... She, as you probably guessed, could never quite distance herself from her past, and she became somewhat of an outcast in her community, uh, especially now that she's, like, unmarried. Right, I mean, right. God forbid. I know. A spinster. A d- divorcee, if you will. Right. Um, most of her family and friends turned on her, and she was, <laughs> quote, either reviled or pitied by most people in town. That's just sad. Uh, it's a desperate chance that she's, <laughs> lo- that she's searching for. She, w- she really hit the nail on the head with that title, though. Um, on September 1st, 1909, Kate died of typhoid fever alone in her room at West Pennsylvania Hospital. She was... Don't cheer. I know. I know you're cheering for the hospital, but she died. Mm, sorry. <laughs> she was only 42 years old. Very sad. Although no one bothered to be with her when she died the following day, a crowd of hundreds gathered at the church to witness her funeral and look at her body in the open casket service. Of course. Not shocked. It's all the... What are they called? Violence buffs? Right, yeah. right. Um, she was buried in an unmarked grave near her mother in Smithfield East End Cemetery. And on the day of her burial, a letter... Okay, so there was a letter written by um, a woman identified only as N.C. from Allegheny, PA. And this was her, like, pen name, I guess. And she wrote a letter to the newspaper, and it was published in the Pittsburgh Press. And the letter suggested that something other than disease ended Kate's life, explaining, quote, I think it is safe to say that hard work killed her. I was like, no, it was typhoid fever, I think, but I guess, if you want to be dramatic. Um, She said, the last time I visited her dressmaking establishment about six weeks ago happened to be the morning after she had worked all night on a gown for a prominent Allegheny woman. She never complained, never sought the sympathy of anyone. All she knew was work, work, work. And the headline of the article, like above the letter published in the paper, was 
Friends declare Kate Miller made up for her one rash act by unceasing toil. This is all very dramatic. Um, so obviously, the media ate this up. Um, and NC, you know her from Allegheny, PA. She explained that she knew the dressmaker's true identity as Kate Soffel, and she knew of her complicated past, but she had kept it to herself until Kate's death. Because the snitches get stitches. (laughs) And then she's like, now I can put it in the paper. Yeah. Um, She explained, quote, I, too, am a working woman, one who knows only too well the awful effect of a tired brain and a sore heart. Me, too, by the way. (laughs) To whatever that is. Quote, if there was anything to be regretted in Kate's life, she atoned for it, and she died atoning. And that is the story of Kate Soffel and the Biddle Brothers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I know that one was like kind of weird and old school, but... I like the Biddle, the name Biddle Brothers. Yeah. When I was younger, there was a video series I watched called We Sing um, when I was like three or four. And it's, oh, with the two E's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no one else here? Cool. Um, but so Sometimes we do this. Everyone hates it. But okay. my favorite one, there were, there were, it was a, they did a whole bunch of videos, but there was one, like, we sing, blah, 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 we sing, blah. My favorite was we sing in Sillyville. <laughs> and I think we, I had, like, we sing in Catholic school, church. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and we sing, we sing in Sillyville, there was a whole family called the Bitty Booties, Oh, my. And they were supposed to teach you about love and sharing. But the whole time you kept saying the Biddle Brothers, I was like, the Biddy Booties? Okay. You this is like, like a, a dark version of the Biddy Booties. But... You were like, the Biddy Booties. <laughs> oh, no. They literally sing a song. Al- Allison, when uh, she maybe has too much wine, she really enjoys this song. Oh, God. Because I made her watch it one time. I was like, this is the most ridiculous video of my childhood. I need to laugh at it with someone. And they sing this song. We're here because we're here because we're here. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. And it's on Spotify. What? So, like, everyone go Guys, look that up later? No, I have a better idea. What? You know how I make the playlist before the show? Just Scrap <laughs> all of it. We're here because we're here. We sing on repeat. <laughs> we sing in Pittsburgh, so. We sing in Catholic Church, Sillyville. Lord, Pittsburgh. this was a weird way to end it. <laughs> This is why we edit this show. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, everyone have fun, fun time watching that or listening to that. Uh, other than that, thank you guys so much for having thank you, us. Pittsburgh. Thank you so much. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.